This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Here we go. This one counts. This one's going to count. Full disclosure, I've tried to start this podcast four different times. I got interrupted by a FaceTime call from my father, my grandmother, his mother is uh having a little bit of pain she's staying with them um so <clears throat> had to take the facetime call kids came in wife came in whole thing okay time to get out dad's gotta do a podcast a little late at night you know i'm an early bird they get out a little baby's crying mike's picking it up can't start this one counts this one motherfucking counts what's up welcome to may takes podcast good to be here uh good to hear you uh listening listen if this is the first time listening, I'm going to give you a pitch. Usually I start to show personal stuff. We're going to get to that. Don't you worry. But this is for the new listeners. This is for the listeners that just clicked on this thumbnail and said, hmm, I wonder what this podcast has to offer. One, audio quality. Do you hear it? Two, I don't sell picks and I give winners. Eight and two on the picks. Or excuse me, on my pick. Yeah, my picks. Eight and two on my picks this past week. Four straight winning weeks, almost five unit win this weekend. I'm not selling nothing. All you got to do is hit the subscribe button. I'm good at entertain you. I'm not going to fucking talk your ear off about fights. I'm good to give you winners. Okay. Now, if you haven't subscribed yet and you stop listening, unfortunately, if you're listening, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, great weekend for your boy. I love the fights. There are some performances that were really good. <clears throat> of course, my throat starts hurting or clogged up when I start talking. Uh, we're going to get to all the fights. We're going to recap every single one. Got a couple little notes here, and we'll get through it. First things first, how did I do on the bets? Like I said in the before, I went 8-2 on my picks. Pretty good, 8-2-1. There was a draw in there. 8-2-1 on my picks, my bets. I never give out like proper units because I never really do the math. I just kind of wing it, and then I go to Indiana when I can access my account, and I go, oh, okay, here. Blah, blah. Anyway... I was I delivered near Indiana today, so I decided to, to to tell you what I was up. Hit four units on Sean Strickland, uh, or no, excuse me, I played four units on Sean Strickland, won one point eight units. Played uh, two units on Yuri Perhazga, won two point three units. Again, this math is my math, so it's fuzzy. I had a random ass parlay in Fanduel. Been trying to get out of the two book game. I'm a simpleton. I want to play one book. That's DraftKings right now. Had money in Fandle, withdrew, left about 10 bucks in, played a seven, six fight parlay, 11.45, uh, plus 11.45 in the numbers. I think it was about 10 bucks. Won about 115 bucks. Bada bing, bada boom. That's 1.1 uh, units. Uh, 0.2 units on a underdog parlay. It was like 15 bucks, 12 bucks, whatever it was. I think it was closer to 15. I don't know why I put 1.2. Anyway, plus 3.84. Hit that on Philippe Corrales and... Um, and TJ Brown is the underdogs. And then I had Yuri Perhazga at plus 120. Uh, put 10 bucks on him, 0.1 unit uh, to uh, finish by KO. And he did. So I did the math. I'm like 4.7 something units. I round up the five. I'm going to say five. Fuck it. Four weeks in a row now. I'm just chipping away. Okay. Sure, you can go out there and you can fucking hit a 14 unit week. You can hit a 12 unit week. Congratulations. But I'm chipping away, chipping away at the game, baby. Um, I, I I enjoyed the fights. I really did. So I got some notes here. And you know what's crazy is I think the green hammer thing that I've been doing, the green hammer necklace, I, you know, I've been talking green hammer power. I think it's real. <laughs> I think it's fucking real. 
Ever since I got this necklace, I haven't had a losing week when I was going dog shit. I'm 90 and 78 overall on my picks. That's not my bets. This is my picks. I was 500 a month ago. Now I'm 12 above 500 because I've been just picking lights out. I told you guys last week on the pick em, I'm reading the field like Patty Mahomes. I'm fucking reading the field. And I read that card perfectly, 8-2, and two, missed some spots, missed Cup Swanson was an underdog play. I missed, I missed uh, some pro- mostly props. Cup was a straight wager I missed, like straight up money line. I missed a prop, two props on Strickland, KO, and Submission. I really thought he could finish. And I missed a prop on Ian Kutalaba by Submission. But that was really just me winging something in the dark there. I thought he some, had some opportunities in that first round. Again, we'll get to it. But uh, first things first, what do, I, what do I got here? Okay, so Green Hammer I think is real. Okay, that's what I don't want to get off track. My mind's going a mile a minute. I think it's real. And, you know, it started as a joke. My wife bought me a necklace just so I could try out a necklace because I never worn them before. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, Dave Portner has it. It's like his old little gimmick with the stocks. Well, guess what? I think it's real. (laughs) This thing's getting buried with me. All right. I've been winning close fights, which I never do. Just look at the TJ Brown fight. That's a fight I would never win. I just won that, which I don't think he won the fight. Uh, crazy. So green hammer t-shirts are probably going to be coming. If you want the green hammer necklace, DM me. I'll tell you what I got. I've said it before, but I'm not going to give the information out now considering I think it's real, but t-shirts are definitely coming. I think, I think I'll, I'll, I'll mock some t-shirts up. I like saying the word mock. Let me just mock those up. Personalized, uh, personal stuff, which I always, I always talk about guys. You got to get to know me. You guys didn't know me. So last week I told you I'm going to an MMA gym. It is official. I am going. I bought gear with my Fanduel winnings. That's why you know everything but ten bucks. I cheaped out on. Uh, you know me. I'm a boozy fucking bitch, right? So I have really good uh, boxing gloves. Onyx boxing, Onyx sports boxing gloves made by Trevor Whitman. I made a YouTube video about it. Reviewed them. Awesome stuff. Um, so I'm set on the boxing gloves. I got a pair of winning bag gloves as well. So I don't want to bust up my sparring gloves. And need MMA gloves. I used to have a few, needed some, whatever last tie gloves. For whatever reason, they're curious. <clears throat> they're sparring gloves, which I like. I don't like the traditional MMA gloves. I like a little more padding because <clears throat> I like mixing them up. I like using them. Anyway, cheaped out, got some cheap shin guards. I almost went full board and got like 150 bucks shin guards. So the one thing, <clears throat> got a gear bag as well. The And I'm going to do reviews on all these. So check the YouTube on MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. Go subscribe. Um, the one thing that I didn't wear the last time I trained was headgear and your boys got a bit of a brain damage issue. I don't know if no one's ever said the word brain damage to me, but I stopped training for the past eight, nine years because of a brain issue. I've been a little scared to do it, been a little scared to whatever, but I have a neurologist. He said, I'm fine. You know, one in a million, but all that stuff with the reason I had my seizure eight years ago, eight years ago, May 13th. Um, it'll be May 13th. And I had my one and only seizure, which pretty much kind of changed my life a little bit. If I'm being honest with you boys, but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I was looking at headgear. So of course I went the expensive route winning, you know, I did reviews winning Japanese manufacturer, great gloves, the best of the best. Everyone wears their headgear. Problem is, is, is they're a little expensive, right? They're a little expensive. So I go into the website, they're about 270 bucks for the medium or large, right? And I go, okay, well, if that's the only two options, I'm probably a large. I got a big head. I realize that, right? So then I dug some deeper and they kept saying, you got to measure head. What's your head? I don't know what the fuck my head size is. I wear adjustable hats. I don't know. 
<clears throat> I don't know what it is. So I take a tape measure on Saturday. I'm home by myself. We don't have a sewing one, the one that you can like, you know, measure waist to your chest. We don't have that, right? I'm not a fucking tailor, okay? So I take a tape measure around my head. That doesn't work because it hurts. You know, it's all, I'm bending it and stuff. My daughters are looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? My wife's at work. So I order one off Walgreens. I go pick uh, a, a sewing uh, tape measure up before uh, we go to Indiana. Anyway, long story short. So winning makes a larger set. So the large was 23 and a half to like 24 was the large for winning. And I said, I got to be in that. I know I got a lot of hair right now, but your boy's also got a fucking head on him. Okay. So I was like, but I got to be that. I don't know my head size. And it said, I even looked it up. I went 23 and a half to 24. What, 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 what if someone's head was that round, what? Uh, what hat size would they wear? And it's like seven and a quarter, seven and a half. I'm like, I think that's what I wore. I don't know. So I go and I get this sewing thing. And then I notice before I go and get the, the, the tape measure, um, that winning does make a two L and a three L and it goes from two L goes from, they have sizes that cross over 24 to 25 in change. And then the three L is 25 and change to like 26. And so I go and get the tape measure or sewing the fucking, the, 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 the thing, the wrapper on my head. So I go and get it. I'm in the car with my daughters. Lady runs it out to me. She's like, why is this guy buying this sewing? Cause it came in a sewing kit. I couldn't buy it just individually. And Walgreens is right on the way to Indiana. I ain't going out of my fucking way. Wrap this thing around my head. 25 and a half. And I went, okay, so that's, that's three L in the winning, which is, 200 more dollars than just the medium and large. It's almost like a custom order. So it's close to like 500 bucks. Huh? What? And I'm like, that can't be right. I messed up. So wife comes home. I've heard measure it. I'm like, maybe I just gave myself too much slack. You know, I'm, I'm you know, they, they, I'm pressing it really hard on my head. Cause I got a lot of hair right now. I'm not always going to have this hair. She got the same reading. She's like, it's about 25, 25 and a half. Now I could probably, and I, and I did some reviews. Now I could probably have fit in the two L on the wedding, but it have been really tight. And your boys also got a fat head. So not only big, but I got a fat face. So I didn't, the last thing I wanted to do was get a tight fucking face mask where my, cause I got big cheeks and my cheeks pushing up and I just look like fucking chunk from the Goonies. You know, I'm just, when, when they grab his face, when he's eating ice cream, I didn't want to look like that. So three L 500 bucks. Thank you. So I got another pair. It's actually Izzy's from uh, they, they, this uh, Engage company. Shout out Engaged. They're out of New Zealand. I ordered one from them after I had a nice night on Saturday. It was about 80 bucks. And they said they're extra large. Accommodates my head size. So there must some, be some big old head boys out in New Zealand. because uh, So that's exciting. So I got everything I need. I just need to go to the gym. And also, since I, I thought about this as well, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm keyed up. I'm ready to get in shape. I'm ready to get back there. I did a little bit of Sunday when I cut the grass. Uh, I posted that picture of me doing the spinning back kick. I, I enjoy it a lot, but I realized that I know me and I know I'm a little bit lazy and I'm a little bit, why am I going to drive out there? You know what I mean? But I do, I am going to go to the gym. I am going to go on my train with actual people, but I got a nice little cutout in my garage where the bags hanging and there's just a bunch of shit back there, a treadmill that we don't use and just a bunch of stuff. I'm going to get some mats. I'm going to get some mats for the garage and uh, just have mats there and, and bounce around as well. So been looking at mats. Of course, I went, you know, fucking looking at the, you know, expensive ones because I'm a fucking idiot. But anyway, that's going to happen. But your boy within probably like six months or a year is just going to get fucking cock diesel. Just motherfucking 
jacked. Um, one more thing. We got a couple things after the uh, recap, but the one thing I want to talk about people who don't know MMA have reached out to me. Some of my friends who, 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 who saw this video, they, they want to know what's going on with Diego Sanchez. They know the name Diego Sanchez first ultimate fighter winner. Um, it's sad. It really is. That video came out of his, his coach lecturing the commentary team saying they're ruining his legacy and all this stuff. And then Dana white came out and said, the coach is basically asking for medical records to look for a lawsuit with the UFC. And he's telling the commission he's taught Diego Sanchez a death punch and, or death touch or some shit like that. But that video, Diego just sitting there in silence and letting this little fucking twerp speak for him. Um, and, and, you know, Paul became like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Paulie Felder, obviously, uh, Megan O'Leary stood up for herself. John Anik, you know, cowered a little bit. I want I want Anik to be like, yo, what the fuck? Get out. What are you doing here? Right. And it might be too nice of a guy, but it's sad, man. It really is. Diego's released from UFC. They paid him his last win. He's supposed to fight Cowboy Cerrone this Saturday. Cowboys now, as of taping, fighting Alex Morona, which I actually kind of like that fight. I think that's going to be a fun fight. But anyway, it's sad, man. You know, I mean, the Fabia, Joshua Fabia, his head coach, is just a complete fucking lunatic. He's clearly leached onto Diego to make a name for himself. He did the same fucking thing to Matt, uh, Sarah, and Fight Island. He went to Matt Sarah and asked him, why he doesn't pay you me respect and you're making fun of me. And Matt's like, I don't even know who the fuck you, what are you talking about? This is a typical thing for him. He's a, he's a confrontational guy. Um, and that's just what he wants. He likes arguments. He likes confrontation. He's, he's a weirdo. Um, I, there's been inter- people are pulling interview clips when he's done interviews in the past. And I know anybody can pull a clip from anything and make someone sound stupid, but this guy is just fucked in the head. Um, I hope, I hope he, I mean, I hope he doesn't coach anybody else. I think Diego is his only, uh, pupil, his only student and Diego's not UFC anymore. But, um, yeah, this guy is an absolute joke. It's sad. I'm not a Diego guy, but I'm a human being. I I don't want to see bad things happen to human beings. Diego was already a kind of a weird guy. Seemed like a guy that could be susceptible to people like this. And, and unfortunately this guy, uh, Got into his life. I really hope uh, you know he doesn't have access to his finances or anything like that because it, it can get bad. It can get bad. So fuck Fabia. Wish you the best, Diego. I think there's rumors he's signing with Bare Knuckle. I fucking hope not. And please, God, do not let him fight Jake Paul and, and then label it MMA versus boxing again because then I'm going to freak out. I could, I could spar Diego Sanchez and beat him. Like Diego Sanchez just never had good boxing. He's a great mix of martial arts. He's great on the ground. His stand-up is terrible. And he's he's got a good chin, or at least he used to. He's been knocked out now, but come on. Let's just let's just never ever speak of that. All right, recap. Again, your boy had a good week. A good week. I backed the right guys. I talked last week about you gotta avoid the landmines. And I avoided them. You know, besides Cup Swanson and, and, and some of those props, which those props were kind of like a home run thing. Like I'm swinging for the fences with those. They're very high numbers. Besides probably the Sean Strickland KO. Um, I was swinging for the fences because I really didn't think, I mean, I really thought Sean could KO that fight uh, and win the fight by KO. And that wasn't a crazy number, but you know, it was just me really swinging for the fences. So I'm going to take those L's because one of these days, those crazy things will happen. You'll get a nice little W, but the smart money, the big money went on the real fighters and a real fighter is Yuri Prohaska. This guy, I've been telling you guys a little bit about him. Just a little bit. There was a, a former member of this podcast who did not believe in Yuri Perhazga. Um, and it's crazy to me when he made his debut. So listen, before before I get it, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not a risen guy. I'm not a Japanese MMA guy. I'm not a European MMA guy. I don't follow that scene as closely as I should. 
I heard about Yiri when he got signed to the UFC and was making his debut against Vulcan. Tw- MMA Twitter was a buzz about this guy. People knew him obviously well before I did. But obviously, as I do, as I handicap fights, as I go and I look up video, I picked Yuri in that fight against Vulcan. I thought, when I first heard the name, I went, great record. And I go, that's a pretty fucking tough test for a guy debuting against a top 10 guy like Vulcan. Vulcan, I know he's got some losses, but is a solid dude. And I was, you know, fought for the title. And I'm like, that's a fucking, that's a, that's a huge leap up in competition and, and, and a big step up. But I went and looked this guy up and, a million fights pop up. Like, so he is well known well before I get on the train. But the one thing that I think separates me from maybe other cappers is I think I can spot talent. At least I used to be really good at, listen, I'm almost 20 years in this. I started watching MMA when I was 15 going on 16. I'm going to be 35 in uh, August. I'm almost 20 years deep. I like to think I can spot some talent. Now I've been wrong before. You're going to be wrong. There's scouts out there that are wrong. First round NFL draft picks sometimes don't work out. It just happens. But I watched his tape on Yuri before he makes his debut, and he's different. He moves different. He hits different. He fights different. He turned down a UFC contract, said, I'm not ready. Let me let me iron out some shit, right? You know, he has some takedown offense issues, which still might be an issue. You know, just lost to King Mo. Uh, uh, or after before the UFC contract, he lost to King Mo, got finished. He's like, I got to clean some shit up. I can't be losing these guys and, and go and fight for the big boys, right? The only other guy that I know did that was Jimmy Manawal. Jimmy Manawal turned down a UFC contract fairly early in his career. He was like 6 or 7-0, and and he turned it down, then eventually obviously signed. And then Yuri comes in and, and right has a first round against Volkan, gets hurt once or twice, right, and uh, gets hit a lot, but then comes out and knocks him out in the second round. First guy to ever knock out Yuri, or Volkan, excuse me, knocked him clean out. Big un- Not a big underdog, but underdog, right? And then it's been a while. I thought he fought in October and almost a year in July. So he comes out against Dominic Reyes. And I said, I don't like this fight for Dom. I think what happened it was going to happen. I think people are now discrediting Dom, who I'm not a huge fan of. I don't think he beat John Jones. Um, he looked flat against Jan. I didn't necessarily know if he deserved that title shot or not. He's a young guy in the sport. He's very athletic. But... You know, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I did think this was a little odd matchmaking because I think Dominic Reyes does have a ceiling that hasn't been reached yet. Now, this is three losses in a row, and you got people on Twitter saying he's trash. Well, he's not. He has just fought three killers. Now, enter Yuri Prohaska, fights this fight a little different in the beginning, right? Starts kind of slow, hands are down, and uh, basically turns the fight into what he wants, right? Dom Reyes should have been a sniper in there, and he wasn't. He brawled with Yuri, and that's what Yuri liked. Yuri was so good with his movement, his cardio, his timing, his accuracy is so good. And the, my favorite thing about him in this fight is, is, is there's things I didn't like about him, which we'll get to, but my favorite thing was he keeps his hands down because of that awkward style, right? I, I was yelling at TV, put your hands up, put your hands up. That's his style. It's going to make me nervous every time. But his vision. And his reflexes, his head movement. He got caught by Dom. Don't get me wrong. Dom hit him clean. But there were times where Dom threw and Yuri dodged or Yuri just got out of the way or Yuri rolled with it, right? His vision and his head movement are so good at such a young age. It's only 28 years old, right? I really am impressed with that. What I'm not impressed with is he does get hit a lot. So he got hurt in this fight. He got hurt in his first fight. Durability could be an issue. I don't think it's an issue. I think his chin is great, but it could be an issue. All this stuff could mount up 
later down the road. You're young now. You got the fucking crazy mind for it, and you're taking shots. But these are big boys hitting you, right? These are fucking some big boys hitting you. But that's his strategy. He wants to draw out this war. He's like, his mentality is, you hit me, I'm going to hit you harder. And I like how he's not happy. After the Vulcan fight, the first thing he said was, I got hit too much. After this fight, they said, great performance. He's like, don't say that. He is a guy that's never going to be happy with himself, even though everyone's going to be sucking his dick. Everyone's sucking Yuri's dick right now, and I don't think it affects him. I think his mental is different. He is a classic martial artist with that crazy fucking hair, and he like literally channels you know whatever the fuck he says. He's an interesting guy, and he's so mentally strong that I think that's going to be a problem. He's obviously going to. They said it. On broadcast, he's going to get the winner of Yan Glover, which I think he deserves, which is a conversation we're going to have. I meant to do a, an Instagram video before we went up, but does he deserve that over Alexander Rekic? Rekic is on a nice little win streak as well. He's ranked higher than him, but he hasn't looked nearly as impressive. This is Yuri's only second fight, although he just beat the number three guy in the world who fought for the title last, or, well, not really, because Izzy did, but you know what I mean, in the division. Before that, he had a really good fight with John Jones. So what do you do, right? I think you give it to Yuri because that's the hot guy right now. Let his first defense either be a rematch if he wins or put in racket. Like, I don't, I don't mind that at all. Or even if one of the champions get hurt, say Jan fights Glover and wins and blows his hand out or blows his knee out, let, Jan, uh, let Yuri and Alec get in the racket fight. I love it. So the things I didn't like about Yuri, obviously, was, was the defensive issue. Um, but there's so much to like about him. His cardio is on another level. The big knock on him coming to UFC was his takedown defense is trash. The takedown defense wasn't good. Dom did take him down with a kind of a rest power move. Yuri was on his back for a little bit, but then exploded to his feet. Um, that takes power, and it was awesome. Then obviously the the him getting hit. So he got hit a little bit, got wobbled, went for a takedown, and then he got an up kick. And I've watched the fight back twice now, or well, two. I've seen it two times. I don't know if the up kick hurt him or if he just like that was his guard pass because at quick glance, it looked like he just he he got it was like a knockout. It blacked out and he fell on top of Reyes, but he fell on top of Reyes and immediately like knew what he was doing. So I, the up kick definitely landed. I just don't know if it did what I thought it did. Um, but what I loved about it is they're on the ground. Dom's face is a mess, right? It's been a high fucking pace fight for these big boys. They're on the ground. Dom gets back up and Yuri doesn't let him breathe. And that and that's when the finish sequence happened. Usually these guys at 205 keep a certain pace. Yuri does not abide by that. He goes after it. So this kid, as much as I love him, he's definitely, definitely a five-star man. I'm a five-star man! When you knock out the number three guy in the division... And then you knock out the number six guy in your debut. I think Vulcan was six at the time. Two back-to-back knockouts. You're already looking for a title. And I thought the performance was really good. I was interested. People are going to want to pay to see this guy fight. Obviously, there's things for him to clean up on. But if I'm going to put money on anybody really going to clean it up, it's a guy like him. If you watch the interviews, if you just watch him just talk and, and train and do things, like this guy does it right right now. And, and I just don't know if if... He cares about what other people care about. I don't know if the money is going to affect him. I just think this guy wants to be the best in the world and go out there and do what he does. He looks like he has fun in there. So this kid's a star, I think. Five stars, obviously. I gave Dom a three. Again, I did not like this fight for Dom, but he showed a lot to me. Again, I've never been a huge Dom fan. Um, he, his arrogance used to bother me. It kind of still does, but 
You know, he got knocked out uh, by Jan in, in, in a fight that kind of got handed to him based on his performance by John Jones fight, which was a good performance. He did not win. He gassed out, but it's a good performance. You have a good performance against the, the pound for pound goat. You know, that's going to go a long way. So they give him Jan for the vacant title. Looks flat, gets knocked out. This fight, he looks like he was rebounding, but fought a really bad game plan. He's a sniper. He's got that left hand cocked and loaded. I think Dom Reyes just needs a coach. I don't know if he's willing to leave California or leave his city. There's plenty of places in California to go. I just think his footwork looked a little off. And I think if he didn't play Yuri's game, which is hard to do because Yuri's coming after you, right? If he would have grappled a little more, if he would have slowed him down a little more, chipped away at him. I think Dom Reyes went out there kind of wanting to prove a point. And he looked, he, he was tough. He's got heart. Kids got heart, right? He got hit big by a guy who can knock people out and got finished spectacularly and it sucks that he's on another end of that knockout three in a row but if i was dom i wouldn't hang my head too low you lost the three of the really top guys john jones there's no shame in losing him yan is the fucking champion it's a lot better than i gave him credit for and then now yuri who's probably gonna fight for the title soon um there's no shame in that so if you know that's only your third career loss i really think if you're dom go away for a little bit clear your head um, don't take a fight for a while and then maybe kind of re- reassess, go to a different camp, look at some coaches, really get a game plan going. Cause this game plan to me was this guy's going to come forward and I'm going to catch on my left hand, which he did. But when that didn't work, he went, fuck, what else do I have? Right. He didn't really kick much. He kept getting backed up to the cage. He went for that one takedown. You know, his IQ was a little off he, when he, when he had him hurt, he didn't really capitalize on it. And uh, I think all these things could be really cleaned up with a head coach, a real coach. I don't know who his head coach is. It used to be Joe Stevenson. I, I'm not sure who it is now, but who, whatever it is, is just in doing the job. Because when you have an athlete like Dom Reyes, you put a good coach with him, he can go a long way. So I gave him a three. I was impressed by his heart. And uh, he took some big shots in there. And and then, I mean, that, that spinning elbow would have knocked down anybody. But great fight. I loved it. Uh, awesome stuff. All right, Cub Swanson versus Giga Chikatse. Got this fight wrong, boys. So, as you know, my star system, I do it on fight night. I gave Cub Swanson a one. I I should never give Cub a one because he's a dog and I like him, but he lost. He was my underdog lock. He's my only lock that didn't hit. And uh, I was probably bitter, right? But he got kicked in the liver. Giga Katsi, you know, I don't really feel like this fight really showed a lot besides Giga's kicks are really nasty. Um, Cubs as durable as they come. He doesn't get knocked out really ever. Uh, and, and this is a huge win for Giga Kakatse. I love who, how he called out Cerrone. I love that he wants to fight more actively. I'm, I'm impressed by that. I think he's, he's got a pretty high ceiling at 145, especially with that striking. Um, but I really don't, I, I don't want to, um, I got to go back to Yuri Prohaza real quick after this thought, but I really don't want to. Um, read too much in this. It was a great kick. He got caught, and and, and you know, is it Giga is a guy that I fade or I've been on his side. I can't get him right. Obviously, he was on the wrong side here. I do think he has some talent in this division. His striking's good. His takedown offense come along. He's with a good camp. I like his mental. I like who he called out. Um, but I, I don't know if you could read too much in this win. I, I would have preferred to go a little longer, really kind of see what he brought and then a finish. But it happened fairly early that I can't get a super good read. He got a four-star because if you finish Cub Swanson, you get four stars. Not five. You ain't going to get five, motherfucker, but you're going to get four. Back to the year thing real quick. I had this in my notes. I, I don't know why I overlooked it. So a lot of people are, um, you know, in MMA, I'm guilty of this too, guys. In MMA, in every sport, we do regency bias, right? We do 
what have you done for me lately? Who's the last guy that's impressed us? Oh, he's the best, right? So a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people I saw on MMA Twitter saying, Yuri, you know, John Jones ran the heavyweight because he knew Yuri is coming. And, and obviously those are jokes and whatever, but there were people out there saying, like, I think Yuri could beat John Jones. Eh, but, uh, uh, Let me tell you something. You're suspect. Listen, I love Yuri Prohaska. He's my guy. He's different. Him and John Jones would be an awesome fight, but John Jones beats him. John Jones probably submits him, takes him down because Yuri does have that weakness. So the idea of this new guy who's had two fights in the UFC could beat the GOAT, right, is silly, right? John Jones isn't running from anybody. He was bored of the division because everyone, the comparable is, well, Dom Reyes went five rounds and beat John Jones, which he didn't. He did go five rounds, but he didn't beat John Jones. And Yuri knocked him out in two or three, you know, knocked him out. Yuri's better. Uh, no. So, no. I would love to see the fight. It, it, you know, it would be it'd be a fight that I'd be interested in seeing. It'd be a fight that I'd pay for, and, and I'm all for it. John's at heavyweight now. I want to see John versus Francis. Um, but if Yuri and John ever happened, you better believe John Jones is going to win that fight. I think he has more tools. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible for Yuri not to win. He does have power. He's not going to be afraid of Jones. Jones has that aura where sometimes he makes people pause. Yuri's going to go after him, but John Jones is just a more complete fighter. So, um, yeah, the, let's just drop that narrative just because he looks so good and had a spinning knockout. Not going to happen, okay? All right, all right. So, I'm Kutalaba versus Justin Jacoby. This had some heat on it. Uh, Kutalaba 10 8 that first round. I can't believe only one judge gave Kutalaba a 10 8. Both these got a, but both these guys got a two for me. Um, I had Kutalaba in a parlay. I had him uh, by submission. Thought like he could have submitted Jacoby in that first round. Took him down. Has a combat sambo background. Looked like he was just happy to ragdoll him to the ground and, and, and punch him. I wish he would have maybe jumped to the back. Um, Jacoby had better cardio. He took this fight on short notice, and, and I was ranting and raving about his cardio. I mean, Kutalaba has terrible cardio too, but Jacoby's never blown me away. But Kutalaba was absolutely gassed in that third round, and I think feel like he might have won that third round um and jacoby who was a fresher guy just couldn't really seal the deal for being this elite kickboxer that he claims to be uh kutalaba showed a lot of heart both guys did but kutalaba even though he was a little gassed out he was still throwing at that third round i think that third round really won it i had it 28 28 draw but the only other way i think i could have seen this was 29 28 kutalaba um, I, I think Jacoby won the won the second round. The first round was clearly a 10-8. Second round was all Jacoby. And then I think uh Kutalaba probably edged out that third round. But again, I'm not I'm not mad about 28-28 draw. I think that's fair. Uh both guys got a two. Um two of five guys right now are, are they're under a little microscope because you got guys like your Brahazga, Alexander Rekic. Um, I'm forgetting another name, but they're they're starting to make some noise up there, and these guys kind of fell flat a little bit. Kutalaba kind of always falls flat, but Jacoby, nice little win streak in the UFC, and it kind of fell apart. All right, Sean Strickland, my big brother tonight, my mortal lock, my best bit. Uh, he got a three, and uh, Christoph Draco got a two. I, Sean would have got a four. I wanted him to finish. I love his just realness and his, his self-awareness and his, his self-deprecation when he called himself a coward in the post-fight interview. But he broke it down perfectly. Listen, he was marching forward. He likes to stay in the pocket. He doesn't really like to march forward all that much, but he had to. And Jocko's a tricky southpaw that was throwing that left hand, you know. And Sean's like, I just had to be careful. And, you know, he said he fought like a coward. I don't think he did. I just wish he would have stepped on the gas a little bit. At the end of the third round, it looked like he was really pressuring. He fucked up Jocko in the face a little bit. One judge gave Jocko a round, which 
I don't know what round you could have gave him. I, this was a clean sweep to me by uh, Sean Strickland here. Great performance, great boxing. Um, after the first round, I said to the group chat, I said, I want him to kick more, right? Sean's got a lot of tools. I want him to kick. He started kicking and started opening up things. He started chipping away at his legs, chipping away at his body. And, uh, you know, it definitely affected Jocko for sure. But um, pretty good performance. But again, I, a finish would have been huge here. Uh, Sean's just still kind of getting used to 185, and this is three straight wins for him. So um, I like it. I like the win. I, I think it's a it's a good win. I think this is good matchmaking all around. Um, and yeah, Jocko coming off three wins as well. Even though he's not a world beater and he's a, he's a big dog in this, and I was all over Strickland. You know, he he fought okay. You know, he got a two. He got a two. He didn't get knocked out. Thought he was gonna get knocked out. Thought he was gonna clinch the whole time, but. He knew better. All right, Marab Dajvili versus Cody Stamen. Uh, good fight. Good high-action fight. Marab got a three. Cody got a two. I almost took Cody in this. I almost took a little poke at the underdog. But Marab's pace is just too good. Cody hit him. Uh, Cody just doesn't have enough volume for a guy like Marab. If you're going to beat a guy like Marab, you got to have wrestling chops, which Cody did. Marab took him down, but Cody popped back up. Cody took Marab down. They uh, Marab was just the more active guy. And the more active guy on the feet and, and just Stamen just didn't have enough. He was looking for that one big shot and just wasn't putting it together. He hit Marab good. He, he competed well in this fight. It was an entertaining fight, but Marab's pace is just going to break a lot of people. And it didn't break Stamen, but it this won him the fight for sure. Marab, this is six in a row now. He clearly deserves top 10, top 10. Top, I would say top 15, but top 10 talent for sure. Uh, Marab deserves that. Really interesting to see who he matches up with. Seems like he's getting better every time. He seems a little vulnerable to me to, to, to take some shots, though. Seems like he is hittable. It's almost like the eerie thing. Like he, you know, he keeps his hands up, but it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hit. I'm gonna have to take some shots to get my takedowns. Because the minute you throw a punch, the minute you throw a kick, I'm gonna dive at your legs and I'm gonna finish the takedown. That's his game, and it's working for him. It's working for him great. But I feel like. That could eventually come back to bite him uh, once you get to these high, high-level guys. But either way, Marab's a savage. I don't think it's going to take a special guy right now to beat him. That pace, that cardio, everything, and his confidence is just continuing to grow. So uh, good for Marab. All right, next up, Luna Pinana versus Randall Marcos. <sighs> boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, both got a one. I should have got Randall a two. So this was the personal bet between Christian and I. Christian owes me a video, by the way. He lost the Mike Perry bet a while ago. He owes me a personal video on his Twitter. Christian, if you're listening to this, I need that video, brother, uh, because I want to pin it to my Twitter profile. And uh, he was all over Marcos. I don't know what he saw in Marcos. She didn't have the grappling advantage. She didn't have the striking advantage. She had a nice number next to her name. She's the vet in this fight, but that's it. Peno's judo's great. Her stand-up is aggressive. She was dominating this fight. Randa got poked in the eye pretty good, right? And Randa probably could have went like, I can't see. There's a moment with the ret with the uh, doctor where she's like, yeah, I don't know, you know, buying some time. She's like, yes, I can continue to fight. Goes out there, gets mad, starts swinging the high. You know, they start fucking swinging. And then Randa, you know, about a minute later, Randa lands a, an illegal up kick. And it was almost as good as Aljo's acting job. Um, I think it might've been better because she got kicked. Looked at the ref, right? Totally conscious, a complete illegal kick, right? But was fully conscious and then delayed fallback. They had a little discussion on the broadcast. One person thought it was real and then they saw the replay and they're like, eh, nah, probably not. Complete acting job. She got carried back by her coach, you know, no stretcher. 
that the you know it's it's this is what happens in this sport. It happened to Romanov, Aljo. You know, you get an illegal foul, and in you know Diego Sanchez with Piera, um, you get an illegal foul, and your brain um, thinks of a way out. Right, Sean Strickland again. Back to Sean Strickland. He says every human being's a coward. We're predispositioned to be cowards. It's that part of your brain where you're like, no, not today. Right? Joe Joe Rogan talks about how um, you got to conquer your inner bitch and get up and work out. You know what I mean? That's fear based. You know, everyone is a coward. And you got Luna Pierre here who's dominating the fight. It's a high stress situation. Her UFC debut. She gets a legal kick. She flops back. And she was like, I can find a way out and possibly win, right? Now, I don't know if this was as bad as maybe a Romanov because Romanov got kicked in the nuts and then asked, like, well, what happened if I can't continue? And same thing with Diego Sanchez when he got need. Like, these guys, uh, you know, they've gotten illegal shots and they're looking for a way out. And that's their way out, essentially. And and this just acting job was was terrible. I get this fight right. She, she hit a part, you know, she's one of the parts of my parlay. It's a little bit dirty money. I'm not going to return the fucking money. Fuck you. But a little bit dirty money. Luna Piana, you know what? You're going you're gonna to get hit with this. Let me tell you something. You're suspect. Two suspects in one podcast. Have you ever? Have you fucking ever? TJ Brown versus Kai Kamaka. Won the fight tonight. Awesome fight tonight. TJ Brown underdog hit. This was the big. Um, both guys got two stars. I actually scored it for Kamaka. It was a very close fight. I know they're appealing it. People thought it was a robbery. Um, I thought it was great. They both dropped each other. The scrambles were great. The ground stuff was good. I mean, TJ Brown was active off his back. Kaya position, but TJ was going for Kimuras and triangles and leg locks. And again, they both dropped each other. Kai hurt TJ more than TJ hurt Kai, but he still still both dropped each other. I thought this was a new improved TJ Brown, a faster TJ Brown. He still slowed down, but not as bad. Didn't wrestle as much as I wanted him to because Kai Kamaka's uh, takedown defense isn't great. But listen, as a plus 140 on he, he cashes for you, he cashes for you. What are you going to do? The green hammer decided, the green motherfucking hammer decided I was going to win that one. But it was a great fight. It was. It was back and forth to middling below, I wouldn't say below average, but obviously not ranked guys at 145. Really having a good fight, really showing out, and I liked it. Luna Carolina was Palatiano Botello. This fight stunk. I didn't really watch it much, to be honest with you. I was eating dinner. Uh, Carolina got a two, and Botello got a one. This one, the fight, one of the two fights I got wrong. The other one was Cub Swanson. And, uh, you know, Botello, she maybe should have started dating uh, Colby after all and, and maybe learned some wrestling because she got taken down a lot in this fight. So, fuck it. And then the next fight, Loma Lukabumi versus Sam Hughes. I missed this fight altogether because I was taking my mom home. In-laws were in town. Mom came over. You know, we had dinner and stuff. This was I was driving her home for this, so I missed this fight. Um, I heard it was very close. Sam Hughes looked better than she has in the past. Loma, you know, essentially, I'm going to quote Christian here. He said, this is an amateur to middling women's fighter, MMA fighter fighting a high-level tie fighter. That's basically what it was. I'm going to take his word for it. I'm going to give him Luma a two and, and Sam a one because I didn't see the fight, and I'm just going to assume it wasn't great. And the, the winner gets two and the loser gets one. I mean, what's wrong with that? Uh, Andrew Michaelides versus KB Buehler. Good fight. Michaelides I, I showed cardio, showed power. KB Buehler showed a better chin. Don't know what his game plan was besides getting hit in the face. Didn't really do much besides just wait for Andreas to like unload on him. Um, uh, Michaelides really rebounded after that horrible Mudekis, uh, Modestus Bukakis loss. Bukaki loss with the 
falling out of the cage or whatever the fuck happened to him. Um, but yeah, this was another part of my parlay. Um, you know, KB Buller, I just don't think is UFC quality right now. Um, and Michelada showed that he's, he's got some good power, not only good power and, and, and good stand up, but some good cardio at 185. Listen, cardio goes a long way. That's, that's an overlooked thing for some of these young guys. The guy making his UFC second fight in the UFC, not his UFC debut, excuse me. And, and he's showing three round cardio power, three round. I can put you out in a third round power, um, in control of the entire fight is, it was a good performance. He got a three and, uh, KB Buller got a two. I don't know why I gave him a two. I was pretty critical just of him just now, but I guess he got a two cause he was tough. Again, I make these on fight night. I don't know what the hell my, my family was there too. So maybe I was, uh, I was being extra nice, but really not because Luke Sanders got a one and Kralis got a two. It was uh first fight of the night. Very, very sloppy. Another wacky decision kind of went my way with Kolaris. Um, yeah, Luke Sanders is, I think he's probably done in the UFC. You can't go out and perform like that and and, and, and expect to win. You just can't. And uh, he didn't look good. He didn't look good in this fight. And, and it was, it was, um, it was just a sloppy fight. I just don't want to talk about it, right? Both guys could have got a zero for all I give a shit. But no, but I, I won on Kolaris. Kolaris and, uh, and uh, TJ Brown hit me on a little parlay, a little parlay. I know I'm a straight wager guy, but I do little mini parlays uh, with the end, with some leftover cash. Let's do our cash money. Uh, two little things here. I, I don't want to talk about Connor every podcast, but I got to get something off my chest. Before that, TJ Dillashaw has a cut. He is out. I'm sure if you guys are listening to that, you know that by now. This sucks. Sucks bad because... Really was looking forward to Corey Sandhagen handling him his ass, right? TJ looks to me in great shape. He got a horrible cut. People were saying he bailed out or this and that. I mean, I know guys that super glue cuts. I don't know how bad the cut was. It is what it is. They're going to rebook it for June. Um, but, I, you know, I was all over Sandhagen in that fight. I just think TJ's coming off a horrible loss, coming off a two-year suspension, coming off shoulder surgery, I think maybe two shoulder surgeries. He's coming back from a lot. I know he's a special athlete, but I just think Corey – it's timing and he's just so much better right now. So that's a fight I was really looking forward to. May's got some great fights and it sucks that that one's out. But uh, so Conor McGregor, obviously <clears throat> we'll end the show with this. I don't want to talk about him for too long. I don't want to make everything about Conor. I am a Conor guy, blah, 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 blah. The old Conor's starting to come back a little bit, right? Um, But the issue is, is I don't know if it's working for me this time just because he hasn't really won a fight, right? So when he was in the UFC dominating, you can get away with anything because who the fuck's going to say anything to you, right? Even after the Nate Diaz fight, he handled it fairly well, props to Diaz, and just was like, let me get a rematch, right? And, and he admitted as so that he wasn't really training as much as he should have and blah, 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 blah. Got the rematch, won the rematch, all is good. Goes and fights Floyd Mayweather. Has some couple good rounds of Floyd and then loses but people were like listen he did better than i thought right so it was kind of a win and he made like 100 million bucks or whatever so who the fuck cares comes back starches eddie alvarez becomes champ champ everyone loves him again now it's the holdout now it's the long delays of fighting who he's gonna fight and then he comes back and fights khabib you lose to khabib it is what it is come back you fight fucking donald cerrone you look great and then the poirier fight I like the old Connor. I don't like the 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 nice guy Connor. I like that him and Poirier got some heat now. He donated at 500k to a different charity in Louisiana, which I think is an awesome move. That's a great troll job move. Um, Dustin handled well. He's like, listen, I don't care as long as it's going to charity, it's going to kids. Great, but 
it, it's hard for me to really get behind some of these tweets and some of these things. He keeps he, he Instagrammed out the video of him and Cerrone, which was like a year and a half ago, and you know who cares? And he's doing things that old Connor I would lap up like a fucking thirsty dog on a summer day. Just now, as much as I love the guy and he's the biggest star in the UFC, still. You got to win fights. You know, Floyd Mayweather wouldn't be Floyd Mayweather if he lost, right? People, Floyd's not the most exciting boxer in the world. He's a great boxer, one of the best of all time, maybe the best of all time. But people tune in to watch Floyd either win or lose. The mystique about why Mayweather is such a draw is, yeah, he can talk some shit. Yeah, he's a a good looking guy. Yeah, he's got a lot of, you know, things that or people are drawn to him. But it's not because he's exciting. I find him exciting, but there are other boxers out there that are way more exciting. The fact that he's never lost, right? He's 15-0. That's what's exciting. You know what I mean? People either pay to see him lose or they pay to see him win. That's what makes for that. Connor obviously can't be undefeated anymore, but he's got to really start winning some fights or all this is going to fade away. And he just sold the proper 12 sold for like 600 million or something like that. I don't know what cut he gets to that. I'm sure he gets a substantial cut money's money. His endless money. He's never going to need money for the rest of his life. His kids are never going to need money. So I'm hoping now that he buckles down and, and really takes it seriously as he should. Most of his Instagrams now are him on a beach. I know it July's far away and stuff like that, but I'm worried as a Connor fan. I'm worried. I guess I'm just venting to the audience that I'm a little concerned about. I like that. The old Connor's back talk that shit, but it doesn't hold as much weight because you just haven't won. Right. And, uh, you gotta beat Dustin. It's just, you have to, if you lose to Dustin again, you get knocked out again. I mean, your UFC's career not over. Cause that's just insane. But like, we're talking maybe fighting Jake Paul. Then we're that's, you know, UFC is going to have to look at it and be like, well, this guy probably can't beat UFC caliber guys, guys right now because he's not training properly. Connor has all the skill in the world. He's just not committing. But maybe if we go and, and get a little our beak sweat over here on the boxing side of things, let him fight Jake Paul. Let him fight Logan Paul. Make a ton of money for everybody which way. But that's almost embarrassing when you're a high-level fighter, in my opinion. If you're the top of your food chain and you got if you're wanting to fight Jake Paul, right, I know it's all money based, but you got to have a little more self-respect in that. Now you got to have a little more self-respect in that as a fighter. Okay. That's the show. Uh, follow me on MMA takes podcast on Twitter, Instagram, on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Listen, guys, you all hit that 30 rate and reviews. If you want something, no one's reached out to me. No one's else has commented it. I only have a handful of people, um, that I might give it to. So by the end of this week, let's, uh, if you, if you rate and review, let's, let's hit me up and, uh, we'll get you in that pool. And if you, if you continue to rate and review and we get to 35, I'm going to give stuff away at 35 too. So, uh, go to Apple podcast, hit the subscribe button, hit motherfucking five stars and rate and review. It goes a long way. Trying to help sell the podcast, help promote it, help pay for some shit, man. Mats are expensive. Big ass headgear for big ass head boys are expensive. <sighs> help brother out. Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? I say let her dance. Come on, man. Hey, little pal, we don't want you. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Fuck.
Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.